Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Neurotech Podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to expose you to the entrepreneurs and change makers at the forefront of the health, technology, and human enhancement spheres. My name is Philip and I am one of the co-founders of Neurotech, a nootropics and neuronutrition startup based in Brisbane, Australia. We have recently launched our latest product, Enhance. Here it is, which is a daily nootropic supplement to help support brain health and memory. Our guest for this evening's podcast is Lucas Ayun. Lucas is a powerhouse in the natural health and wellness space. Lucas is a naturopath and avid biohacker with a background in exercise and sports science. He is also the founder of Ergogenic Health and BrainX, a nootropics company set to launch very shortly. Lucas's ability to produce consistent educational content across a social media platform is nothing short of incredible. His ability to articulate and educate the world in the latest science and health and wellness has built him a solid following of enthusiasts and supporters, including myself. Lucas. Hey, Lucas how's it going, brother? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Where are the blue blockers? <laughs> oh, man. I got home like 10 minutes ago, but I will get them on. Yeah, sweet, sweet. How have you been? How's it down in Melbourne right now? Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Um, like I've been heading outside quite a lot. I've got a few parks near my house. So I just get outside, do some walks like three times a day. Yeah. Like, you can see I've got a bit of a, a decent setup here. I've got a chin-up bar there. And I've got like, oh. <laughs> like a sauna, you know, the infrared sauna just there. That's and, amazing. Uh, some weights down below as well. So amazing. yeah, pretty I'm good, man. Pretty good. I'm super jealous of that setup. Is it getting cold? <laughs> it must be getting pretty cold down there right now, surely. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cold at the moment. It's not too bad, man. Not too bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm running this on IG Live as well, by the way, just to test it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah pretty, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I would like to like eventually just have it like host on like every platform at the same time. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, no, man. Thanks for joining me. I'm keen to chat, go a bit deep, like as deep as we can with the time we have. But yeah, man. Um, so I reckon let's start off. Let's just give a bit of a background uh, about like, you know, your journey thus far, how you got interested into everything you're doing now with ergogenic health and nootropics and all that. Cause I know, I think yeah. you studied exercise and sports science at one point before nootropathy. Is that right? Yeah, man. So I did, um, I did a year and a half of that uh, exercise science degree. Yeah. I um, was loving it, but uh, I was just too busy researching like, herbal therapies and nootropics and just got carried away with like, um, like experimenting and biohacking and then just realized that, yeah, I felt like I was more than just, you know, into just exercise science and then I uh, eventuated into where I am now, which is completing off my naturopathy degree. So I'm in my final year this year um, and I'll be hopefully graduated by the end of this year and become a, a like a fully qualified uh, naturopath. Man, that's super exciting. You must be keen, getting close. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about like your listeners. I don't know how much they know about like naturopathy, um, but basically, it's it's sort of like a a blend between like a nutritionist plus you know we we can utilize herbs, um, and we 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 very much view the body very holistically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, similar to the sort of content that you're pushing out with with Neurotech, you know, understanding that. To optimize brain health we have to support all the other all the other systems as well 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like as opposed to like a medical doctor who are looking at like very specific illnesses and very specific symptoms and treating them using very specific drugs, I guess. Yeah. From what I can tell, naturopaths take a more holistic approach to the body. Yeah. And you know, how can we optimize health performance, longevity? So I think that's, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's a really cool field. So no, it's Mm. really cool, man. Um, yeah. So we've like, I've known about you for quite some time. We've been in contact for like a while. I think so for those who don't know, you were involved with like one of the first nootropics companies probably in Australia. Happy. Is that right? Yeah, actually they started out as um, Newts before Happy. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dot co. Um, and I actually found that, that, that company through a Facebook group, um, like a nootropics Facebook group. And I just posted in there like, is anyone else from Australia here? This was about, I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago now. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met up with the CEO of Newts um, and basically came on board and helped to reformulate their pre-existing nootropic stacks, which were literally just little baggies of like <laughs> yeah. the, the racetams, you know, like yeah. paracetam, oxyracetam, all the other racetams. And I'm, I basically just said, look, you need to, you know, obviously repackage and put it into a bottle, put it into capsules and, and, and let's reformulate and come out with like a new natural um, nootropic formula. And that was when I was, I would say I was one of the first to bring on board um, theocrine, like teacrine. Theocrine, yeah, yeah. As an ingredient, I found that a long time ago. And when I found it, I was like, wow, we need to, we need to make the most of this. You must, yeah, you guys would have been very early on then. Like you're pioneers in the field, teacrine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. That's exciting. So yeah, you've obviously been in the nootropic space for a long time, which is great. Um, mm. So yeah, tell us a little bit about like, are there any nootropics, any cool new ones you're taking right now? Or what, what are you stacking? I know you're always experimenting the, with something new. So yeah, every, it feels like every two weeks there's a new experiment. Yeah. Um, but there are ones that I tend to gravitate towards. Um, in particular, I respond, I personally just respond very well to like taurine, um, artichoke extract, phenylalanine, and a botanical from Brazil, which is um, catuaba, which is, you know, the chief ingredient in yeah. brain X, um, which uh, I, again, I, I respond really well to. And um, I just find that for me, that, that, that entire sort of stack gives me like that that motivational push i know that it's also going to be nurturing other bodily systems as well not just the brain it's going to be supporting overall metabolic health um mitochondrial function and a host of other yeah other systems as well that's awesome so yeah when you experiment with these different like compounds and stuff do you categorize them in terms of like this is for my brain this is for you know, my longevity and stuff like that? Or do you just sort of go, this does multiple things and it's going to help me in some way? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, well, when I, what I'll do is like, as I'm experimenting, I'll also be researching at the same time. Yep. Like I'll just, it's some, some sort of like sequence that I follow. Um, and then I'll just uncover more and more and more. And that's actually when I start to post it on my socials. Like when I start to, share the content it's when i'm experimenting and then researching and then i'll be i might put it on my instagram story 
as like a little quiz or whatever, or I might dedicate an entire post just to this one fact about uh, a particular herb or something. For example, like, you know, back when I was experimenting with curcumin um, and I was sort of analyzing how it was impacting my energy levels and I noticed that it was actually dropping, it was causing more fatigue. At that time, I was actually low in iron and then I realized that curcumin can lower iron, you know? Interesting. Yeah. It's crazy how some of these compounds, especially in natural ones, they work with so many different like mechanisms of action. They like, you can't really, yeah, it's hard to predict almost sometimes like, because it's just going to affect your body in such crazy ways. And everyone's also very individual. So you got to look at that, man. That's exactly. yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, you're probably most well known for, I guess, your ergogenic health um, pages and you're just pumping out great content in the natural health space, which is awesome. But you've also recently launched or about to launch BrainX, your nootropics company as well. Yeah. Super yeah. exciting. Do you want to, do you want to chat a bit about that or? We'll spend a little bit of time on that. Yeah. So um, BrainX is basically, you know, it's a nootropic formula, um, which I've been developing over couple of years now um basically it's designed as a sachet which people add to their coffee to extend the um, energizing effects of the coffee um promote a mood uplift um reduce fatigue and support overall cognition um but yeah basically two of the ingredients are but they're both from brazil like they're both very well known in brazil um The one I mentioned previously, Catuaba, and the other one is uh, Mirapuama, which they complement each other very, very well. And then uh, D-ribose, which is a functional sugar, which supports mitochondrial function. Um, but that's like the bulk filler in my formula because it actually, it is therapeutic. It actually does exert benefits. Yeah. Um, it also bulks up the formula. And then a small amount of um, uridine monophosphate, which is what I believe to be a very, very powerful compound when used at the right dosage. Yeah. Uridine's interesting. I've never used that one, but it's something I want to look into because it's meant to be very great for like your dopamine and sort of getting that on point, which is obviously super, super important if we want to actually get things done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. So yeah, you've also recently started putting out these masterclasses. Is that correct? I think you did one on, um, sleep is it and then you're doing one on testosterone as well how's that going yeah yeah um so pretty good man so basically i well when i first developed the first master class it was on sleep and i just came out with a two and a half hour course which i announced to my audience you know hey guys i've just put together this amazing course on yeah. optimizing your sleep and looking back at that now, just thinking that was a really, from a business perspective, how that just absolutely didn't stick. You know, just what it didn't, I didn't announce it properly. And the fact that I um, just came out all of a sudden, just like announced this paid course, you know, looking back at it now, I've, I've changed the process. And now I've literally just launched a free version. So like a free 30 minute teaser yeah um so that people can even like people get a glimpse at what they're getting um and so that's literally been like three days now um and the response rate so far from that is a lot better like the conversions 
Yeah. Um, and then the other course is obviously the uh, the men's health and testosterone one, which is the one that I'm really pushing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's getting a really good response rate as well. Um, so, yeah, for those for those listening, um, that men's health and testosterone optimization course is uh, it's a it's a three hour long course, um, ninety nine US dollars, uh, and basically just covers literally everything a guy needs to know to optimize um, their their manhood. Yeah, um, from testosterone to sex drive to building muscle to things all sorts of things man i should um yeah it's interesting i really want to get my bloods test and actually see what my testosterone is at because like you always just sort of assume that you're within the normal range but it's like unless you measure it you don't really know and it's like how many people actually take that first step of measuring and then seeing like wow it could actually be much better i find that a bit yeah. fascinating mm, definitely that's awesome, man. Can you give us like any, you know, little takeaways from either like your sleep hacks, uh, masterclass or your testosterone masterclass that we could, you know, maybe start to implement? Yeah, sure. So let's start with sleep. Uh, so obviously get the blue blockers on, you know. Yeah, to, mine to... are over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, I swear by my blue blockers and these are pretty dark tint as well. So I chuck these on maybe three hours before bed. I'll yep. also have like a cold shower about 90 minutes before bed. I found that dropping uh, body temperature actually helps um, induce sleep. And it also reflects positively on my, um, my deep sleep scores with my aura ring. Yes. <laughs> Power rings, mate. Power <laughs> rings. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most people like sleep more comfortably like in a slightly lower temperature and also inclined as well man did you see my, my latest post on- i saw your person that that's interesting i could not yeah. i couldn't even fathom like <laughs> sleeping on an incline mm. yeah, yeah so the, you basically just raise the head of your bed you know with old textbooks that you did poorly out of high school <laughs> them underneath the head end um, and basically yeah. what that does is it actually helps with the um the glymphatic drainage, which is like a lymphatic system found within the brain itself. Yeah. Um, to help clear out toxins from the brain and also help overall circulation. Um, and also supportive and protective for the blood brain barrier, which is really, really cool. Um, Interesting. Preserve. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I've actually started, I started, I recently got like the, um, biohacking kit from like life cycle the mushroom extracts the tinctures and yeah um taking lion's mane and reishi every night like with my chamomile tea and yeah lion's mane is meant to like um improve like REM sleep and just anecdotally like i've been having just the wildest dreams for like the past week so i'm like i wonder if that's because of this (laughs) probably most likely is man i remember literally like four years back i was doing that um remember powder city Back in the day? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I, I actually was... Um, for some reason, their lion's mane would knock me out cold. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, you know, back then it was probably some dodgy lion's mane extract. But um, yeah, it would literally... I would have it at like 8... Let's say I had it at 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. By like 8.50, 20 minutes after dosing, I would have to like 
drag myself upstairs and I was all, I was basically asleep walking up the stairs. And by the time I wow. hit the beds, like I'd just fall asleep and I'd wake up like one hour earlier than normal. Like I'd just wake up, bounce out of bed and be like, you know, feel super rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, love lines, man. Big, big fan. Um, so what about, yeah, let's go over some testosterone boosting tips if you have any. Yeah, so I think the lowest hanging fruit for most guys will be to incorporate some form of um, weight bearing or very intense heavy lifting, you know, maybe two or three times a week. That's going to have a huge effect on overall uh, testosterone output and also growth hormone yeah, um, and also rebuilding uh, androgen receptors as well. Um, so, yeah, are you you're a fan of like heavy weight training sessions at all or I am I am obviously very limited right now I only just got like a few sets of like very light dumbbells like training at home and everything so I've just been sticking to like circuits and running and whatnot but generally I'm a big fan of weight training yeah yeah so blending in some you know heavy lifting and then some mild to moderate cardio cardiovascular activity um but in terms of like you know, from a dietary perspective, so not skimping on fats, like a very, very low fat diet is going to compromise hormonal secretion. So, and by fats, I mean, you know, avoid like the good fats for men are saturated fats, you know, coconut oil, uh, meat, red meat, yeah. uh, fatty, fatty meats, even seafood as well. Seafood's okay. The bad fats are the trans fats and the polyunsaturated fats, which are, you know, the vegetable oils, canola oil, sunflower oil. Um, all those oils are very, very bad for um, tea levels. Okay, got you. Um, something I, I wanted to ask you, I'll talk to you about. Uh, you've been posting a lot about certain herbs not being ideal. Do you want to chat about that? Some of the more controversial stuff or should we leave that out? The ashwagandha in particular. Yeah, the ashwagandha, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can talk about that for sure, yeah. Yeah, so uh, ashwagandha, okay. particularly like KSM 66, is like surging in popularity right now. So the fact that you came out with like all this stuff, I find it very interesting. So if you want to dive deeper into yeah, let's, that. Let's explore that. So I've renamed it to KSM 666. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna, they're not going to love you, are they? Nah. Guys I've already spoken. To, I've already spoken to the CEO of that company, and yeah. they actually threatened to. They actually threatened me mm-hmm. to when I said I was going to test their product. Yeah, they were going to sue me for trying to test their product, which for me that is a big red flag that their product yeah. is either spiked with something potentially, you know very 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 powerful because the list of side effects so basically i i was the guy who put out this particular medium article talking about how ashwagandha can blunt emotions cause um pssd like symptoms which is like post ssri uh, sexual dysfunction and then also cause anhedonia as well which is an inability to experience pleasure mm-hmm. um and so I put together this entire write-up as to explaining so, sort of the mechanisms as to like how it's, it's doing that. 
Um, and then a whole list of anecdotes of like on Reddit and then longevity and some other forums where everyone, like they're all reporting the exact same side effects, you know, like um, anhedonia, emotional numbing, like blunting. Uh, and so, you know, I've still got the folder on my computer and my computer and I'm adding to it every single day. Like, cause I'm always collecting more and more evidence that this KSM 66 is reducing anxiety no doubt it definitely does do a good job at reducing reducing anxiety lowering stress yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say ashwagandha is like poisonous but for certain people they're really hyper responsive to it and it can be just too mellowing and too um suppressive in that in that regard and, and leave them feeling really really bad Interesting. Do you know, like, in terms of like how the compound is actually acting, like through what mechanism is it causing people to feel this way? Is it acting on serotonin or something similar to that? Yeah. So there's a particular serotonin receptor, um, which is the 5-HT1A. So it's a serotonin 1A receptor. Yeah. And basically what ashwagandha does is very similar to what SSRI drugs do. And that is... Mm-hmm. it desensitizes that receptor so and and when when it desensitizes that 1a receptor basically what that means is that it's that's like the gatekeeper for how much serotonin's in the brain it's like a it's like the auto receptor yeah and when you desensitize that you're basically telling the brain okay let's continue allowing more serotonin to flood so then you end up with an excess amount of serotonin and as we know, like serotonin and dopamine, they're sort of like antagonistic to each other. And so yep. when we're getting that flooding of serotonin, it's going to be dampening the dopamine. So the dopamine response to, to rewarding stimuli is blunted. Um, so that's probably the, that's, that's the main mechanism. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's really interesting. I guess that just like goes to show, like as we were saying before, one herbs affect everyone differently and another thing like you probably shouldn't be taking anything non-stop like habitually you should probably cycle off everything because you never know like what kind of effects these might have and i guess also the fact that you should track how you're feeling like Mm. qualitatively like over time with depending on what you're taking 100 percent. and the other thing is with uh with these compounds a lot of them can have like let's say you dose something on a Sunday. Let's say you've had something new on a Sunday. Yeah. We really need to pay attention to not only how we felt on that Sunday, the Sunday evening, but it's also the Monday, the Tuesday that follows because some of these compounds that have very, very long half lives, mm-hmm. which means they stick around in the body for a long time or they're manipulating particular receptors in the brain and, and, and over time that response to that same substance actually changes like you know for example cdp choline we know has a phenomenal 70 hour half-life yeah which means that you know if you're constantly dosing daily then it may be changing your your response to that may be changing over time so that's where like you said tracking is imperative i think it's imperative for anyone um biohacking or taking nootropics yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, we were oh, we were considering implementing some sort of 
platform actually with like to go with our product to sort of help people track, you know, their supplements and whatnot, whether or not we'll execute on that uh, is yet to be determined. But I think that would be cool. Just, you know, whether or not people actually will find value in something like that. I guess the hardcore people would, but the more the people who are more new to like nootropics, maybe they wouldn't be bothered. I can definitely see it working. I can see it working, having some sort of app. It just needs to be very, a a super clean and and easy to use interface. Yeah, because I've used one before and it was just like, oh, it was just too much going on. Like I was like, I could never use this like at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a cool space we'd like to go down. Um, Are you currently using like any cool like biohacking tech or things like that besides like the Aura Ring? Or are you looking to get anything um i'm not 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 really i've got other friends that i i like to hear, hear their experiments from you know i sort of leave it up to them yeah um but yeah no i'm just keeping it pretty simple you know um i mean i've got my infrared sauna that i use maybe like once a week or so yeah um, and obviously the aura ring as well to track sleep um yeah, not, not, not many, man. What about yourself? That's fair enough. Um, man, I have a long list of things I want to get. Oh, <laughs> but it's just like, I need some money and I want to get these things. Like, but, but, but my top things are probably like some sort of EEG headband. Oh, yeah. And then some sort of um, like transcranial stimulation band. So I've actually, pre- I've actually pre-ordered one of them. But yeah, waiting to get it. So I'm actually really keen for that. Yeah, actually, there is one thing that I've um, just started measuring, and that's um, morning temperature, like under the tongue. Right. Um, I find that's a very, very reliable marker for overall energy status and sort of like uh, metabolism. Mm-hmm. I think that's heavily under underrated because um, basal metabolic temperature is, is very indicative of overall metabolism. Um, yeah, you know, and I'm quite surprised that some days in my my morning temps are quite low, and so I'm trying to figure out what sort of foods are affecting that, um, what sort of supplements are also impacting on these low body temperatures, and yeah, it's a it's a whole another rabbit hole that I like. To yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole another fascinating experiment. Has yeah. has your life changed much since all this like isolation and whatnot due to the pandemic? Or are you still pretty much doing the same same sort of thing? The only thing that I'm very much missing is, you know, going to uni and seeing my friends and stuff, like, and hanging out with people, like, at school. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Uh, but in terms of, like, my business, you know, I'm still able to generate content from home. Like, I'm yeah. still able to do consultations and things like that, so... Um, yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. I mean, I, it could be a lot worse and I'm, I'm very grateful for you know, the position that I'm in. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, like for us now is the time to double down on content and providing value because like, we're stuck at home. Like we may as well, it's, there's a lot of people yeah. watching, I guess at this point. So it's yeah. good. It's good. Um, all right, let's go into, I'd like to get your thoughts on like where you think sort of nootropics and supplements and sort of biohacking is going like what things are going to happen in the future that you're looking forward to that you think is going to happen Mm. well i think there's going to be a lot more research in these uh novel 
constituents found within herbs. Like I'm really looking forward to that space. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with L-theanine. Yes, and, yep. And I'm pretty sure it's in, is it in your... Uh, it's not. It'll be in a future product though, hopefully, because huge fan of theanine. Yeah, so theanine for me, I mean, my in terms of like what the future holds for nootropics, I really look forward to, um, you know, more and more research in that realm, like discovering yep. new alkaloids from particular herbs, um, extracting new constituents from particular herbs. Yeah, I know that's very. Um, it's a very pharmaceutical approach because I mean, my dad's a pharmacist. So I've sort of got that, that mentality. You know? Yeah. Um, whereas in naturopathy, we want to preserve the whole herb and use the whole herb with the full spectrum of ingredients. Yeah. Um, but no, I really look forward to, I mean, I personally would love to, I think one day that I'm going to hopefully find one of these, you know, you know, hopefully it'll be like something like L-theanine or like tea cream. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to discover something like that one day. Something novel. Yeah. I always thought that would be cool. Like one of the ways in which, you know, the industry can go, but also it's like probably one of the hardest things to do. It must seem like finding actually novel compounds within, you know, existing herbs or plants or whatever. Mm. But man, if you can do that, that would be, that's the goal. Hey. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, have you given much thought towards like personalization? Personalizing supplements or whatnot? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's gonna be a big space for like in particular like vitamins and minerals. Um because I mean I'm personally if I had the ability to design my own B complex, yeah, I would. Cause I'm really like I'm a bit of an extremist but like with the dosages on the b complex mm-hmm. you know there's certain b vitamins that i don't want dosed that high you know you find a particular like b complex formula and it's you know the, like 50 they always put like 50 milligrams of each b vitamin yeah <laughs> you know that's not what i want like i want to be able to manipulate the dosages there's certain ones that i want high mm-hmm. there's other ones that i know are not so good at high doses, for example, B6, you don't want to be having too much B6 because that can lead to um, peripheral neuropathy and, and nerve damage. Yeah. And there's obviously different forms of the B vitamins as well that that really matter as well in terms of their effects. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, let's... Yeah, let's talk about a bit about your like daily habits and routines. I'm always fascinated. This is like one question I've been trying to ask everyone. Just like, what do you do? I call them like daily non-negotiables. Like, what yeah. do you do each day to show up as sort of the best version of yourself to get the things done that you know you need to do? Yeah. Uh, so making my bed's probably like the very, very first step. Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm big on that. I'm big on that. Yeah. So... And since lockdown, um, I've actually been, you know, because I'm waking up at around, like, this morning I was up at 4.45, super early. Um, yeah, you've been up for a long time. And um, <laughs> and uh, I've actually liked to start my mornings off with a walk. Like, I've just been, you know, I'll put my earphones in and I might make, not, I won't make any calls, but I'll, you know, it's early. So, I mean, I'll, I'll put some music on start my morning with like a brisk walk or um, 
you know, or a run. I feel like that really sets the tone for the day. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll come back and, you know, I'll check my calendar for the day and start thinking about how I'm going to attack every task. I'm pretty yang with my, like, I'm very just go. Like, just, there's not much time to think about, oh, do I have to do this activity? Like, I don't really spend much time in that headspace. It's very much just like, stop complaining, just cop it and just go. Just don't, don't think. The more you think, the worse you are, you know? Yeah, it's easy to get stuck in that loop of like thinking about what you need to do rather than actually executing on it. Yeah, that's, that's when I know, that's when, if I get into that state, that's when I know something's not right. Like if I'm starting to think too much about starting a task, it means that there's some imbalance. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that because that's something I've struggled with is like, with, with that exactly, I'm like, is it a mindset thing or is this like a neurochemical thing? Cause I feel like it's both. And yeah, it's so easy to get stuck in that loop and you're just like, wow, I just need to actually do the thing. Yeah. Well, I call that if I'm in that state, I'll, I mean, it's a bit of a over-exaggeration, but I call that like serotonin dominance. And that's, that's for me, that's like a sign of too much serotonin because it's just, you know, overthinking things, you know, you just, you're lacking that drive sort of thing um yeah but again that's a very reductionist i'm not saying that's always the case you know because mm-hmm. it's obviously mindset um but yeah i find in those conditions when i like i can quickly get myself out of that um with, with various nootropics that's awesome yeah i want to go down that path a bit more because i know you just talk a lot about it sort of dopamine and whatnot do you think society and most people right now are like chronically dopamine deficient just with the way we live in terms of you know what we eat our activities the technology the social media what are your thoughts on that yeah that's a it's a huge topic um but in terms of the reason for this dopamine deficiency is like exactly what you said you know the environment we're living in you know we're, we're on our on our phones we're getting you know notifications every two minutes um we can access whatever we want when we want yeah um you know and even substance abuse as well like there's various factors that are sort of impacting this dopamine deficient state yeah um, but then there's also a lot of um genetic polymorphisms um which a lot of people have uh, deficiencies or like suboptimal um dopamine receptors and so that's heavily influencing overall dopaminergic tone. Yeah. Um, so, and in general, like what I've found through like consulting and, and like surveying and asking people, you know, it's pretty rare to find someone who does not respond well to a dopamine boosting nootropic. Like, like, I mean, yeah. you know, give someone tyrosine or, you know, they might, they might end up experiencing a little bit of anxiety. Um, but in general, like it's quite rare to see someone not respond well to either like tigreen or tyrosine or uridine or catwaba, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, targeting sort of dopamine is probably like a smart way to go because obviously you're doing that with your product. But yeah, it just seems that like that's probably such a big issue. And it's it's concerning because like, you know, our modern world now with like all our apps and social media and gaming and whatnot, like 
they they never really i guess did like the long-term research to see like is that down regulating like had dopamine response are we short-circuiting that pathway because mm. everything is instant we just get instant gratification now whereas you know mm. dopamine we're meant to get a reward based on like completing some like long like hard task and that's what sort of motivates us as humans to actually mm. progress and it's like we're just short-circuiting this like in every possible way in every aspect of life yeah so Spot on, man. yeah it's interesting it's interesting um anything else you would like to talk about in particular um <clears throat> i guess for i guess for you know people wanting to improve um brain function like i really want to encourage people to also like take a step back you know take a step back and really hone in on the ascent like the the essentials and the basics, you know, like yeah. if you're not sleeping well, well really before you start any intervention, like no nootropic apart from certain, you know, metaphanil, things like that, no nootropics really going to make up for um, sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is not only because sleep deprivation affects the brain, but also because sleep deprivation is going to make you insulin resistant the next day, which means that, you're basically a type two diabetic when you wake up that morning, you know, if you've had five hours or six hours of sleep or you've gone out on the weekend, you know, you've been out till 1am or 2am yeah. and you come back and um, that next morning, like no matter what you do, you're insulin resistant, which means that you're going to be displaying a lot of the symptoms of um, impaired glucose tolerance, which is, and inability to properly utilize sugar that you're consuming, like carbohydrates. And so yeah. you're going to be experiencing that fatigue from carbohydrates. Whereas if you're, if you've got a good glucose tolerance, you know, many athletes do, um, they'll be able to have a heavy carb meal and not feel fatigued. You know, not, they won't crash. They've got good ability to shuttle it into uh, muscle and liver cells. Uh, to support energy production. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, not necessarily, not necessarily adding things, but just looking at the basics and how you can really optimize the essentials. Is definitely the first way to go. Mm. Yeah, and no. movement as well. Yeah. Keeping sort of keeping active as well. You know, one of our favorite biohackers, Ben Greenfield, he's a huge yeah. fan of, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, walking yeah, man. Well, all the research coming out now with like how aerobic exercise and HIIT training like promotes BDNF. And I'm, I'm thinking like I'd have thought like it's interesting how like at school to me, it seemed like the most athletic people were also the most academic. And I was wondering like, is there a relationship there between like the amount of exercise they've been doing like during um, childhood and whilst they've been growing up and if that's impacted their BDNF and whether that's actually impacted their brain function and ultimately made them better learners or better academics so it would make sense definitely makes sense that'd be interesting um yeah man so i guess where can people find you ergogenic health is probably your main page we've got brain x your nootropic coming out shortly so very keen to see how you go with that and um yeah your master classes they can go and check out yeah, we can link them in the show notes. But um, so 
Um, people can find more of my products, which are list of a lot of products on my website, biohacking products and things like that, um, at ergogenichealth.com.au. Yeah. Um, and then my masterclasses will be um, linked on there as well. I'm currently getting it built out um, by John Mitchell, actually. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so you know it's going to look going to look good <clears throat> yeah yeah that's awesome man well no i think i think yeah let's leave it at that for now um obviously we'll do a bunch more in the future and hopefully in person once all this blows over if i'm ever down in melbourne that would be awesome yeah that was good man appreciate um thanks for having me as well it was good it was good chat. no worries no worries man have a great night i'll um yeah i'll chat to you soon sounds good philip see you brother see you mate see ya